Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die when all the birds are singing in the sky and all the flowers are Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast of the Graps. My name's Chris. I'm on the line with Alan. Hello. And there he is. There's Alan. Chirpy. I'm chirpy. Chirpy. Incredibly chirpy. Um, this is the podcast where we talk about wrestling. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm out and about. Gone from a daily constitutional. You always know when you're out and about because uh, the, the good evening, ladies and gentlemen, is a little more reserved than it usually is. Yeah, because, like, we're doing the social distancing, but there are people here. Yeah, I can hear a child in the background. Yeah, there's some people on bikes riding about. Nice, nice. No ice cream van today. Um, no, I got some in the freezer. It's in the freezer, mate. Got some uh, yeah. mint choc chip magnums. Oh, very good. Yeah, shall have one yeah. of those later. Well, don't I mean, I haven't put... Yeah. I don't think the corner I've... shop by me had any ice creams when I went in the right. other day. Well, I, 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 haven't put, a trip to the supermarket. I haven't put my jeans on for over a week. Um, okay, I don't very know, good. Well done. Yeah, I don't know what my waistline is going to be like when I finally put those <laughs> jeans back on. I'm I'm purely yeah. in uh, elasticated waistbands at the moment. But aren't we all? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, Where, yeah. What, whatever we've we got to do to get through, eh? Yeah, yeah. I was talking to somebody last night and I was like, oh, I really need to do some exercise. I'm not, you know, anybody who knows me knows I'm not I'm not a big exercise man, but I've been through phases of trying to do it. And it's just because yeah. I'm like just finding myself like wanting to fall asleep in the afternoon. Right. Uh, just need to sort of tease the energy out somehow. Yeah. There must be some energy within me somewhere. I was I was doing that a lot last week. Uh, I think I was also very depressed last week. That didn't help. Mm. But I got really annoyed that there was one afternoon I went I went to sleep and I slept for an hour maybe, and yet mm. when it came to bedtime I lay awake for three hours trying to get to sleep. Yeah, it's like how does that make sense? I only had an hour. Been like a bit. Yeah, yeah, I've been crazy, a bit like that, up and down, up and down. But it's all right. I, I woke the... up. Go on. I'll say the, the boffins in uh, at University College London um, have said that the lockdown is pointless. It's only saving two to four percent of deaths. Oh, right. OK. Well, yeah. Don't bother them. No, no. So it's what it what it's only doing is it's meaning that for every uh, hundred and uh, every hundred people that die, if we didn't have the lockdown, only a hundred and four people would die. Um which is fine if unless you're one of those four people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's all numbers, isn't it? All numbers. Yes. Idiots. The British public have had enough of experts. Yeah, get rid of them already. I know. And while we're on it, get rid of this 5G. <sighs> what? <laughs> <laughs> have you not seen these, this thing? now that there are people um blaming 
the emergence of 5G for the right. coronavirus. And they're burning down phone masts, 5G phone masts. Oh, my God. I know. I know. The world has gone mental. But at Loonies. least we've got at least we've got wrestling to distract us. Yeah, yeah. Um, however mental that may be. Yeah. Um, so we, we were going to talk about some wrestling, weren't we, that we watched? Yeah. Um, it's that time of year. It's time for the showcase of the immortals in a warehouse Whoa. in Florida. WrestleMania. Pump it up, pump yeah. it up, pump it up. Um, just enjoying seeing how many variations on the joke. Oh, if you'd have told me that so-and-so would be wrestling so-and-so in a warehouse in front of nobody in 2020, I'd have believed you. But I wouldn't have believed it had been for WWE. Yeah, I mean, I, I I referenced that joke on the last podcast, and it and it actually made sense and was funny when it yeah. referred to uh, basically a twink like Austin Theory, um, who I'm sure has done more than his fair share of custom matches. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't really work for for a lot of others, does it? It's, well, um, I don't know. But um, so I watched the first night of WrestleMania last night. So WrestleMania. For those of you who somehow have uh, managed to erase wrestling from your purview during this time of international crisis, um, but for some reason still listen to this podcast, um, WrestleMania has been split into two nights. No, no, this wasn't the plan all along, was it? No. No. Um, No, because the the Hall of Fame um, was on Friday. TakeOver was on saturday right, and then right, it was right. going to be wrestlemania on sunday yeah so um wrestlemania took place it was on it was taped they filmed yep. it in advance yeah um and broadcast um saturday night and sunday night in two parts um on wwe network um in three hour chunks which is yeah uh, far more palatable absolutely yeah it felt like I was watching a pay-per-view from yesteryear. Yeah. Now, um, night, night two is three and a half hours. Oh, God. I know. I know. But there's a ve- there's a, a very good slash very bad reason for that. But you'll get to that okay. when you watch night two. Because Chris has only right. watched night two. Chris is living in night, the past. Night one. I've watched what, night one. Night one. Um, so if anyone on the group is wondering why uh, I asked there to be you no know, WrestleMania spoilers, until Wednesday, it's because Chris hasn't seen it yet. I didn't. I didn't want Chris to, to have it. Is it? His fun spoiled for him. It's the highlight of his year spoiled for well, him yeah. by the I careless already, whispers of of the George Michaels on the group. I already had a go at Joe Atherton because he felt the need to send me unsolicited his ratings for each of the matches. Right. Um, and I was like, I don't even know what the matches are. Like. I've got no idea what is booked for this show, and I wanted it to stay that way. Yeah. So I was a little bit miffed at that. Um, yeah, bloody Joe Atherton, eh? Yeah. I know. Monster. Truly a monster. But yeah, so WrestleMania 36. 36 of them, Chris. They're never going to stop. No. You're, you're 37 now, aren't you? No, I'm 36. So you're the same age as WrestleMania? Crazy. 
crazy. Yeah. You WrestleMania, if it, WrestleMania was in human form, it would be you. That's why I've always described myself on, on yeah. my uh, on my dating profiles. On on your LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, um, so this was the first WWE show that I've watched in a year since last year's takeover. Um, I right. don't know. Have you watched anything since? Yeah, I've, I've seen a couple of takeovers, I think. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe bits and pieces of NXT. Uh, I can't think of anything that's particularly stood out that I've gone out of my way to watch. I've probably seen no. clips and stuff, but... Yeah. I, yeah. I've, been, I've, dr- I've very much drifted away from it. Um, as I say, to the point where I, I just had no idea what was on this card. Obviously, some stuff had seeped into my consciousness. Um, you know, I knew Goldberg had been around. Um, yeah. I knew Edge had come back. Uh, but, like, I don't know what they're up to, for the most part. In um, fact, I, I tell a lie. I did see Goldberg's victory over Bray Wyatt um, right. to win the title, but only because it was in gift form. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, you know, if you can reduce a match down to gift form, that is both good and bad. Uh, but it means I will watch it. But let's let's get it out of the way before we, we get on to it. WWE's bad. Vince McMahon's bad. Uh, I stole this this show. I didn't pay any money for it. I will not give him any money. He's a bad, 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 bad man. Um, and that's that's my disclaimer before we go any further. Brilliant. Well done. Yeah. Got to get that in there for my punk credentials, Chris. Well, well, you know, I would never doubt you for a second. No, me and Jim Smallman. Not, yeah. I mean, the fact that Johnny Saint was our favourite wrestler when we were children is not the only thing we've got in common. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so yes. um, they kicked off with a with a, a a kickoff show as as you would you would kick off with a kickoff show. What we call a pre-show, I guess. Yeah, hyping people up to to buy the pay-per-view. You were able to buy this on pay-per-view. Did you know that? Who's doing that? Well, if you bought both nights, sixty dollars. Or who's doing that? Who's who's doing that? I don't know. Dave Meltzer, when (laughs) when he talks about who the people who might be doing this are, people who haven't got good uh, broadband, um, and rich people who would rather pay the money than find out how to hook their computer up to their TV. Yeah, I guess those people exist. Yeah, because, I mean, even if you're going to have a party and share the cost, you still hook your network up and share the cost of, of $10 or steal it and watch it the day after, um, yeah. which is what most reasonable people do. But yeah, so they had a pre-show to get people hyped up and they had a match on it. Now, you didn't watch the pre-show, did you? I didn't, no. No, so you missed out on possibly the best wrestling match of the weekend, in my opinion. Right. Um, okay. they, they did Cesaro um, versus Drew Gulak. Now, as I said, I haven't seen uh, any WWE for a long time. I haven't seen any main roster stuff for, for even longer. So Cesaro and Drew Gulak appear to be two completely different people than when I left them, which I guess is good. You know, people grow. Um, Cesaro doesn't have the twat alarm anymore. No, um, okay. Which is always always quite good. Um, and they had a really really good match. It was short, but it was good. Um, Cesaro won it with an airplane spin slam. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. Which is which is nice and retro. Um, yeah. And I, I rated all these matches. I gave them humorous matches. I transferred them to actual stars on the Grapple app. I downloaded the Grapple app just so I could tell the world what I thought of WrestleMania because I thought it was important. Um, and also to 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 get um, the, some balance in the world because I'm sure not everybody watching these shows is a connoisseur of wrestling like you and I, Chris. Um, mm. So we need to get something out there. But I gave it 3.5 Matt Classics uh, because it did remind me very much of uh, uh, a Colt Cabana match uh, in, in the way it's going. Where, where are they going? Don't know. Don't know. Are they out to get you? You're breaking lockdown. Yeah, I am, yeah. Me and all yeah. these other people. Yeah. Blue won't be happy, mate. <laughs> very good. Yeah. Did you hear? So then, I haven't, I haven't oh. heard it yet, but apparently J.K. from Jamiroquai has done a uh, version of David Bowie's "Let's Dance." Right. Changed the word to "lockdown." Right. I need, I need to track this down because it sounds fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it sounds bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's going to be bad. Do you remember when everyone was like, "Oh, he's just copying Stevie Wonder"? The Jamiroquai. Yeah, you probably don't because you were about nine then, I think, when he first mm. came out. Everyone just said, oh, he just just copying Stevie Wonder. Who knew that all these years later he'd be making bad puns and covers of David Bowie songs? Not me. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. No. And a so, strange yeah, thing to predict. They, they started off the show. Um, and as always with these big shows, they start off with America the Beautiful. Yeah. Um, now, because... Obviously, it was behind closed doors this year. Um, they didn't have a live singer. So instead, they they kind of really weirdly pieced together lots of former renditions of America the Beautiful. Yeah, they did. And yeah. I, I did notice that if there's one thing, if Vince isn't comfortable with black people being his champions, he is at least good at letting them sing America the Beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, he loves. He, he likes that. He's obviously, yeah. you know. Well, he loves a um. He loves a minstrel show, doesn't he? He does. He does. He loves um, the, the origins of that that form of entertainment. Yeah. And um. That's why. He, oh, I'm not. I can't get into it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. We got we got a moderate a moderate amount of stick for the episode a few. Uh, a few episodes ago where you explained the plot of that sitcom. So I'm not going to go down that route. Yeah. But then they, they kicked off with their elaborate film, didn't they? And now I love Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> 2 in 2003. I don't know about you. I didn't even like, obviously, obviously it was pirate themed. Yeah. But I didn't realize that the English voice was supposed to be an impression of Jack Sparrow. From yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. I thought it was just them going. I thought it was them doing a funny thing where it's like, look, this has all gone to pot. So let's do a thing as if we're just throwing it all out the window and somebody well, else is crashing in to interrupt it. It it would have made much more sense had it actually come from the stadium itself. Because at first I thought that it was just pirate themed because the the Tampa Bay football team where the uh, what's going on there. Is that a skateboarder? Oh, I don't know. Oh, sounds like a skateboarder. But um, yeah, the Tampa Bay Stadium, where the Buccaneers mm-hmm. play, it has a giant fuck-off pirate ship in it. Yeah, yeah. 
um, which probably would have made more sense with the Pirates theme than doing it in a gym uh, in uh, Orlando. Yeah. But, you know, what can you do? You've got you to gotta work with what you've got, haven't you? Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I, we, we... I was kind of into the video package, though, because I was right. like, this is bonkers. What are they doing? <laughs> and then I realised that they were trying to do a Johnny Depp thing. I was like, nah. No, you, you've blown that now. You should have just been like, yeah, we're, somebody's interrupted the feed and it's gone mental. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we got introduced to the, the host of the weekend. Um, and I, I've got a question to ask you here, Chris. Yeah. Can, and more importantly, should a gronk be killed by fire? Um, I thought, I'm not going to say he was good. <laughs> but he wasn't. He he said he wasn't all over the show. So, no, but what is he? What is he? Is he? <laughs> um, well, he's a former American football player. Yeah. Um, and friends with Mojo Rawley, and that seems to be enough. Um, yeah. It's like imagine ever finding out that Mojo Rawley was the mild one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought I don't know why they even bothered because it's not like he popped. Like I think he was on camera, like or at least talking to camera, like three times during the whole show. Yeah, he was trying um, to make a bit of noise sometimes, get a few chants going. Well, they showed him, but like they would cut to him because he's the only person watching. Yeah. Um, which actually, you know, if you were gonna like for, for so this was something that I noticed during in, during the ladder match in particular. I think the thing that with WWE that kind of suffers with having nobody in the arena isn't so much the noise as it is the opportunity for the camera to cut away to something. Right. Because, you know, you've got the ladder match. So they're spending so much time setting up ladders. Normally they can cut away to the crowd or something like that. Yeah. Can't do that when there's no crowd. No. So you're just hearing ladders shuffling around the ring and focusing completely on them struggling with that stuff. Um, but yeah, so they had to make use of Gronk one way or another, didn't they? So, yeah, Gronk. Now, I grew gronk. up reading, reading 2000 AD, uh, the comic book, and there was a strip in that called uh, Strontium Dog, and he had a sidekick called the Gronk. Um, it yeah. was this little funny alien um, who would eat metal. Okay. Yeah, I think this is a go. different Gronk. Yeah, I think, I think so. It. Yeah. It just it just makes you think. Yeah, you know, when you when you're growing up, you you watch like American culture and you think, oh, going to college in America would have been really cool. When in fact, what would have happened was you'd have just been surrounded by people like Gronk and Mojo Rawley. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, and I say that as someone who likes Mojo Rawley, but I've I've realised that it's a slippery path. You start with Mojo Rawley and you end up at Gronk. Gateway. So, the, yeah. Gateway so they, they they got a match on. Uh, they started off with the the women's tag team title match, mm-hmm. which was uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, a natural yep. team. You know, you'd put them two together every day um, against the the Kabuki Warriors who were the champions, and who came out looking like Japan had thrown up. 
Yeah, although I was I was talking to somebody about this and it feels like that is how every Japanese women wrestler in America is dressed. Yeah. Even Hikari on Shida's AEW, got a bit it's of that. the same. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, there's no there's no real variation on it. It's just what you're a Japanese woman, put on all the colours. Put as many colours as you can on. Yeah. Um all your clothes on at the same time. Well, yeah, I mean, that's classic Asuka. She's still got the song on over everything yeah. else. The, um, this year, Friends Fest, is, well, hopefully, uh, coronavirus uh, affording, is coming back to the UK. And there's a, there's a bit where you can go and you can put on all of Chandler's clothes. Oh, I wonder right. <laughs> if, if uh, at WrestleMania they should do where you, get, you go on and you put on all of Asuka's clothes. I mean... That does sound like a coronavirus nightmare. Well, I mean, it really does. And I'm sure there are people who have been on eBay and bought enough of Asuka's clothes that they could do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Girls got to make uh, a living. Yep. So yeah, I, I enjoyed a, this match. There's a market. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. this match. Oh, it was really good. Too long. Yeah. Yeah, I think, again, I think that's just one of the sort of drawbacks of this particular format is that, like, it's hard to sort of do a lengthy match without the crowd to sort of G you on or, like, yeah. crowd noise to sort of highlight the peaks and valleys of the uh, of the drama. Um, but, yeah, fun match. They didn't mess about, did they? No. Nice to dive to the outside. Yeah. Um, and not having seen Alexa Bliss for a while, she didn't look out of place um, with the other three who are considerably more um, world travelled and experienced. Although it was a bit weird that um, Nikki Cross took all the heat for her team. Yeah, I mean, that's probably just a measure of um, of where they see the star power on the team, really, isn't it? As much as anything. Yeah. And and that's why I gave the match a rating of three small blonde women. Because I'm right. sure that's what Vince would have preferred. Um, yeah. Be out there. Gross. You go, yeah. You're going to have to be careful with these. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, talking of gross, the next match was uh, King Corbin against Elias Sampson. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I... So I my general feeling, I'll, I'll, I'll cut to the chase. My general feeling on this whole show was that, do you know what? It was actually quite good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, in that, like, in that it was short. Like, yeah. it felt, do you know what? It felt like watching a pay-per-view from, like, 20 years ago. Right. Where, yeah, like, where, like, everything was short. Or the show was, the show was short. There wasn't loads of messing about between matches and stuff like and and for the, for the most part all the matches mattered like in it like in terms of like i understood that there were feuds going on um and all the matches mattered this however was the outlier on that because <laughs> because it feels to me like these are two of the most useless characters that wwe have got like, like I really, what, I really don't understand what Baron Corbin is for, and what, he seems is, to have been a huge part of WWE shows for quite some time now. Yeah, what is a King Corbin? 
Like, I get that he won the King of the Ring, and thus yeah. he's calling himself King Corbin. And he's not the first yeah. to do that, and he won't be the last. No. But other than Mabel, I can't think of a worse fit for using this gimmick. No, but at and least he's with got... Mabel, like, he looked ridiculous. So it was yeah, funny well, so to does... have a little... No, but so it does Corbin with his... Li... It was funny for him, like, because he was, like, colourful. Yeah, I guess. So it was funny for him to have a little crown added to that outfit. But like Corbin, he comes out. He's got the. He's got like, um, as if it's like a sort of Game of Thrones sort of crown yep. and and cloak on. But then he's just got a t-shirt, trousers on underneath. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 like as soon as he takes that off, I'm like, well, he's not a king, is he? He's just a fella. He's just a fella who's like gone into the dressing up box before he goes on a night out. Um, I I miss his belly face. Yeah, well, they, they've decided that is persona non grata these days. <laughs> Old belly face. It's just no, never, never shall it be seen again. My, my takeaway from this, I was probably a bit lower on it than you were, um, was who could possibly care about this match? And why was it so oh, boring? I, I didn't well, like this match. I thought I oh, made right. that clear. This is the outlier. This is the exception right. to everything else. I thought you meant just about the... Uh, everything having a storyline that was why it's an outlier but okay so yeah my, my my take from that is why was it so boring when it's taped so they had a chance to tape and retape until they ended up with an exciting match yeah there were there were a couple of moments in the show where like there were things where like there clearly were some edits but they i don't yeah. feel like they they followed through with it for instance there's a moment in the ladder match where i think um what the Uso fella got thrown to the outside and the camera didn't catch him hitting the ground. So I'm thinking, oh, well, they've, they put down the mat or something for him to land on. Why not? Why not? You don't need to, him to take no. that bump. And then afterwards, um, Jolly Morrison threw a ladder out of the ring yeah. and then they just showed the ladder gently land on the ground. I like, yeah, because well, I, I thought at that point that ladder's going to hit the Uso if he's on the floor. Yeah, well, they, well, that's what they should have done. They should have made it like he'd thrown it on it. And they yeah. didn't need to show it completely. Like, that, you know, you do your edit so that you avoid showing that. Um, but, yeah, they're like this this Corbin-Elias match. Like, <laughs> they showed a little video package before it of um, Elias getting thrown off of a little balcony. Like where yeah. <laughs> um, the Gronk was hanging out on a little yeah, balcony yeah. by the ring um, onto the ground. And then, um, and then they were like, "Well, he's not going to come out, so just count him out." And then he just came out. Yeah, <laughs> just came out. <laughs> it's like, why have you, why have you even bothered? Like, there's no tension. There's nobody he had his here shoulder to believe. Tight. He had his shoulder there's nobody, tight. <laughs> there's nobody here to believe you one way or the other. Like, if anything, you should have seen him backstage. Like, I, you're in the performance center. I can't imagine it's palatial back there. Like, you should have spotted him and gone, "Oh." Actually, I didn't think he was going to come out tonight, but I think he might be backstage. Uh, and again, when you're taping stuff, like the the fall from the balcony, um, it wasn't so high that it was like instant death, but it was high enough that it, it might have caused a head injury. So yeah. why not film a little bit of blood leaking away and then have Elias come out with his head bandaged or something? You know, make it look like it was a real effort for him to get there 
and that he's, he shouldn't be there. He's there against doctor's advice rather than come out with a bit of kinesthetic tape on his shoulder. Yeah. But I gave it one one point five performance center graduates. OK. Okay. All right. Well, this yeah. is interesting, bearing in mind how you've rated some other stuff that you've let slip to me. Yeah. Um, but go on. Go so, on. yeah. So continue, because I think you're, you're more prepared for this than I am. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we moved on then to the uh, the um, Raw women's title match between uh, Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler. Um, and mm-hmm. they, they started out by showing the kind of what had led up to this point, um, which included yeah. a bit where Shayna Baszler bit Becky Lynch's neck yes, to the point yeah. where there was blood all over the place. Yeah. And, and I, my main take on that was, what? Look, she bit her really hard. What's your problem? <laughs> like, how, what? Look, I could bite you. I, I could bite you and make that much blood come out. Why not? If I bit a really? big chunk out of your neck, I mean, obviously she didn't bite a big chunk out of her neck. But if you bit somebody like really hard to tear the flesh out, there'd be a lot of blood, I think. Like, I mean, yeah. it's gruesome and disgusting, and like requires a strength of will that I don't think many humans possess. Like, you, you've <laughs> got to be men- you've got to be actually mentally damaged to want to pull flesh from another human's bones like, and that's what it would take particularly <laughs> biting in that part right. of the body um yeah i thought it was ironic because uh wasn't it vince uh referred to aw as the blood and guts promotion oh right yeah i thought yeah. That, um we i thought that there was going to be a reveal that all along gangrel's surname was Basler. Gangrel Baszler <laughs> and, and that Shayna Baszler was his, his daughter I'd be down for that <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd be down for that but then um, so Shayna Baszler came out um, and she's a she's a toughie and then Becky Lynch made her entrance and all I can think of with this was look we've had the lorry painted and I know it looks a bit yeah. shit her driving yeah. it into the parking lot but we're going to use it Okay. Yeah. We paid they, for that lorry to be painted. And so Becky Lynch is going to drive it very slowly into the parking into lot. Into an empty parking lot. And then walk from there into the building in silence. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, put some music on over it or something. Like, she looks like an idiot just walking, <laughs> walking like that. Like, you can play some music while this is all going on. Yeah, very weird. Yeah, it was just not cool at all. I mean, it was designed to be really cool. And maybe it might have been if she'd have driven it into the stadium. Um, although it wouldn't have hurt if somebody with a little bit more experience of driving lorries drove it for her and she just got out the passenger side. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they would have lost nothing by the fact that Becky Lynch didn't drive her own lorry in. Um, but it probably would have looked cooler in the stadium. But I'm, I'm going to perhaps commit a heresy here for a lot of people who who love, uh, particularly people who love WWE, people who love women's wrestling, people who, who love Becky Lynch. Like, the man, it's a bit shit. The man works when you're not the man. It, it doesn't work when you're the establishment women's champ. It doesn't yeah. work when the commentary team call you by that name. 
and it particularly doesn't work when you're dating a cop. Well, I mean, I think you, I think some of that you got to take out of out of the equation. I don't think it's fair to sort of go, oh yeah, but her relationship is with this person. It's like that's oh, not yeah. really that's not really relevant. That's just um, me being smarky, but you know what I mean. It is, but uh, yeah, I I get it. Like it feels like once you're at the top, like that's the kind of thing that Rick Flair used to do. Yeah. To, and he was a baddie. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I think there's a bit of um, cognitive dis- dissonance with it. Like, it doesn't really make sense um, for a for a baby face. But also, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't I don't have a major problem with it. But also, I'm not engaged enough for it to be an issue either way. I don't think. How did um, you like the match? Um, it kind of went exactly as I thought it was going to because I, I didn't. I didn't feel that that they were going to just pull the trigger on Shayna Baszler straight away, and I don't think that they should. I no. don't think that because sh- that that just feels like it's the same thing they do with everyone. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, like oh what they're like unstoppable, so they've got to go and win the title straight away. It's like no, that's we we can like Becky is supposed to be the top guy. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, and and she had trouble. You know, and she only just squeezed the win out. Um, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was all right. I mean, I'm not yeah. handing out awards. I mean, today, the issue I had like... with it, yeah, I mean, it was fine, but the issue I had with it was Shayna Baszler's kind of a unique athlete in that she works a different style to most of the women, and that's fine, but it's a, quite a dominant style. And when yeah. all of the women are more or less working the same style in opposition, none of them stand out as being special enough. Do you know what I mean? It's like in, in the men's, there is a bit more uh, variation in the style that they work. They don't make the, all the men work exactly the same. Um, yeah. And so you can think that, oh, well, you know, a Daniel Bryan, who's a really good wrestler, could beat this guy who uses mostly strikes and and kicks whereas in the women's i think that they're all a bit much of a muchness and so i wasn't totally convinced even though i i can buy becky lynch as being like the top lad uh in the the women's wrestling I, i wasn't totally convinced that what she was had on show should have been enough to defeat someone with such a unique style who is being positioned at the top of a card. But perhaps yeah, I'm just looking I mean, into it far too much. No, I think I think you're right in that it doesn't feel like she has like another gear. Like no. and, and that's and that's really what would have been the key to this is like yeah, what like you know Shayna Baszler is like the spoiler for Becky Lynch's lengthy title run, but I'll know. Becky's found another gear. She's found like yeah. Well, so do you know the the comparison for this is the that John Cena run after Brock Lesnar came back. John Cena started doing new moves. Yep. And you know it, it, with with um, varying degrees of effectiveness and believability, but 
they added that as part of his character where he was he was starting he knew that he had to do new stuff and started doing new stuff and that's what that's what Becky should have done um, yeah or could have done anyway yeah uh, I I gave it two painted lorries well very good they're quite big so that's quite yeah quite formidable actually yeah um then they moved on to the intercontinental title match um mm-hmm. which Sami Zayn who's a a bad guy I'm equal parts uh thrilled and annoyed by his Che Guevara gimmick um thrilled because it's it's nice to see someone doing that kind of thing on mainstream uh, wrestling TV, but also annoyed that it's obviously positioned as being the heel. Um, and that all I hadn't, the reason. I'll be honest, that hadn't even clicked with me. Really? I thought he was just, yeah, I thought he was just dressed like the A team. Right. I just, <laughs> I, I just figured this new team was like the A team. So, like, Cesaro was Face Man. Right. And Nakamura was Mr. T. Right, yeah. I can, I can buy that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can buy um, that. Um, Nakamura, yeah, was I mean, dressed, Nakamura was dressed like the set of Bullseye. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they do call him the Great Liberator. Um, yeah, not no, Nakamura, I know. Nakamura, I, Sami Zayn. So I think that's yeah. what they're going for. But yeah, it, it's kind of like... But I did like... His look was very good, although didn't really fit his old music. No, but also, like, I quite, I quite like this... I quite like this little gimmick. It's just, it's just kind of bonkers idiots being idiots. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The these are the, these are the people who really don't care much for the WWE. I don't think, except that it it gives them uh, a decent living, which in the case of Nakamura means that he can spend sort of four days of the week surfing. And the case of Sami Zayn means that he can do kind of good work outside. I don't know what Cesaro does. He's Swiss, uh, eats Toblerone, something like that. Um, but you get the feeling that these guys re- have, have stopped caring um, about being good company people. And are just as far as you can in a company like this, just kind of amusing themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's probably not giving them quite enough credit i think like they probably are more professional than that sounds yeah um but they're like they've you know they've got the tenure that they're being allowed a little bit of a sandbox of their own to play with um yeah or maybe it's just that maybe it's just that they've got um agents or writers there that are kind of on their on the same page that uh are happy to sort of go to bat and let them let them play around with stuff. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what brand they're on. I don't know if they're on the Heyman. Brand. I think they're on. Yeah, I think they are. So that would make sense, you know. If anyone's going to give you a, a bit of latitude, it's going to be Heyman, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there was one point during this match where um, Bradshaw he said, uh, "I've never seen anyone talk so much as Sami Zayn does during a match." When Cena was right there. <laughs> yeah, it's different. It's a different type of talking. Yeah. There was some good shit talking on night two. Uh, Bailey was every bit the equal of, of Sami Zayn during her match. 
Um, okay. You've got that. You've got that to look forward to. Um, yeah. So the match itself, I thought, wasn't the worst match I've ever seen. It was. It was fine. Um, and if it had been, if that self same match had been uh, two other wrestlers having it, I might have thought it was actually really quite good. But there is a sense here, and I, I guess it's just me being a bit cynical. But there's a sense of of these guys can and should be doing better. Like Daniel Bryan is who Sami Zayn fought, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, but you know, you've got Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn, two of the the best uh, wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I don't know. But I mean, what they did was was fine, and I enjoyed it, and it, it passed by, and I had a lot of fun while it was on. Um, but I don't know. It, the the total sum uh, was was lesser than than the 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 parts. No, and this was this was one that was kind of we're still in the middle of a storyline, I think, with them. So, um, yeah, it didn't feel like a blow off. But also, like it it was kind of I don't want to say marred, but it was coloured by shenanigans early on. So yeah. Um, there's always that to overcome, particularly when you're going, when you're thinking, oh, these two are really great wrestlers. Let's watch this really great wrestling match. When in fact, what you're doing is watching a fun sports entertainment spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went uh, two and a half wasted talents. <laughs> For that <God's> sake. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Which uh, brings us next to um, a singles three-way for the tag team titles. Okay. Because um, yeah. the it's supposed to be Morrison and Miz. Um, yeah. Re- reuniting the MNM team. Um. With without one of the M's. No. And in fact, wasn't the N? Was oh no, no that was Mercury, no. wasn't it? Yeah, that was Mercury and Morrison. That was a team. Yeah, when he was Nitro, wasn't he? When he was he Johnny Johnny Nitro Nitro and Melina. Right. Yeah, Yeah. I'm getting confused. The Miz was that was time when I was on the island. So yeah, the Miz wasn't part of that. Right. The Miz was later on. Right. Okay. So they've reunited that team, but Miz got sick. Um, got sick. Still turned up to work and caused Roman Reigns to pull out of WrestleMania. Yeah. quite something stay inside everybody especially if you see yeah 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 i mean yeah you know the miz got sent home uh, so um this was this was a ladder match uh you had uh johnny morrison representing the team of miz and morrison you had uh one of the usos um funny when i had this on my daughter was in the room um, and when I explained to her that only one person from each team was coming out, she actually said, which Uso is it going to be? I think she was more <laughs> excited about that than, than anyone else. Uh, it was Jimmy Uso. Uh, that's who came yeah. through. And then um, representing the New Day was Kofi, uh, Kofi Kingston. Who, um, later on in the match, Bradshaw listed a, a, a place, a list, gave a list of places where Kofi Kingston was popular, all in Africa. Yeah, he did do that. Yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, he is, he is he is billed as being from Africa. Well, yeah, 
But I, I don't think you need to list all the black people places when you're saying where a black person is popular. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I like. I think it suffered from three way itis. Yeah. Um, a lot, particularly with it being a ladder match as well, because there's so much waiting around and there's so much like suspension of disbelief that like. I think it kind of suffered a little bit with the format. Um, but yeah, generally fun. Yeah, I thought it had, had some suitably stupid carnage in it. Yeah. And um, a really nice screwy ending. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it really does sort of throw into, into uh, disrepute the whole format of the tag ladder match. Like, so, wait a minute, so what part am I supposed to be holding on to at the end? <laughs> well, you, aren't you, you're supposed to unbuckle the belts, aren't you? No, these, like, I think in the tag thing, they're supposed to take off the coat hanger thing. Oh, so right. they've got both belts. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, it's and they stupid, did that, really. And they, did that and they did that and all three of them had their hands on it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, who's won? Well, that's stupid, isn't it? Um, that that just, like, again, that's like, oh, yeah, yeah. hadn't really thought about that in these matches. So stupid. Like, <laughs> at what point does somebody get declared the winner if they're all holding on to it? Yeah, they've done um, a similar thing before in, in the singles ladder match with uh, where Dean Ambrose, um, it looked like he'd won at least a share of the world title. Um, and I can't remember right. who he was against, but they kind of fell off the ladder holding the belt um, and they were declared the winner, I guess, because their feet touched the floor holding the belt first. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I quite liked it and it keeps it along. The, the heels have still got the belt um, and, yeah, they're kind of going to screw with people. Nice to see uh, Johnny Mundo on the big stage again. Um, was it? You know... <laughs> Look, I'll never forget. Russell Madness. <laughs> he will always have a place in my heart because of the film Russell Madness. Talking He's, of films, though, well, you, yeah. you mentioned that the thing that you were particularly excited about was an advert that came on during WrestleMania for a yeah, new I mean, film. I, can't, I already can't remember what it was called or, or <laughs> anything really about it. Um, I'm definitely excited to watch whatever that film is that's debuting on Netflix this week. It's about a boy who finds a magic wrestling mask, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Billy's Boots, the old the old comic strip uh, in Roy the Rovers. Yeah. You remember that one? I mean, not really, but I'm, I'm, I, I get the trope that you're alluding to. Yeah, well, um, it was um, Billy Billy uh, found the boots belonging to uh, Deadshot Keen, uh, who was a 30s striker. Uh, and when he put them on, he was really good at football. I did once in the queue outside an FWA show in Halifax pitch a wrestling version of this called Palo's Pants. Um, right, okay. But yeah, there was, no, there was nobody within earshot who could have greenlit a strip about it. So um, it was wasted. Wasted pitch, really. Yeah, really wasted. Really wasted. Also, they'll probably be disgusting by this point as well. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm sure Deadshot King's boots were. I mean, especially as... Billy's nan kept throwing them out. Uh, every week they'd oh. go in the bin 
and he, yeah. he'd have to try and work out if he could actually play football without them. Um, who knows? Was it was it the man? Was it the magic? We'll never know. Also, like, did he have the fitness that they had in the thirties? Um, well, I mean, they used to smoke think... cigarettes and stuff, didn't they? So well, I was going to say, like, I'm not sure he'd be able to keep up. Like, oh yeah, you've got the ball control skills, but you've got the fitness of somebody who played in the 1930s. So you're not going to be able to play at a high level, I'll tell you that. No. Although, no subs in those days. So, you know, if you got injured, you had to go and spend the, the rest of the game out on the wing. Well, no, that just, yeah, that just meant that it was acceptable for you to slow down considerably towards the end of the match. Yeah, just walking around. Yeah. Anyway, I gave that match uh, three missing men. Okay. Um, All right. And then we got um, Kevin Owens and Seth Seth Rollins. Yeah. Um, I I hated this, but you talk about it first, and then like let people have. I don't don't have loads to say on it. I'm glad that like I'm always um, I'm always glad that to see Kevin Owens get something of a prominent spot. And a match with Seth Rollins is that on a WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was some some like wonky booking with this, um, with uh, with a false finish. Well, a finish. There was a disqualification, and then um, Owens. All all he did was go, "Oh, you you think you you think that's okay? I don't want to win like that." You've got to fight me, no disqualification. And that was it. That was about all the convincing Seth Rollins needed. Yeah. After, after Rollins was happy. He was happy that that's how the match had ended. <laughs> he wasn't bothered that he'd lost. Um, he was just happy that he'd twatted somebody with a ring bell. Um, yeah, see, I, 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 I think Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are polar opposites in in so many ways um mostly in the way that one has charisma and personality and the other has a stupid voice and laugh and is a massive cop yeah i mean i think again you're coming into this with some um some prejudice yeah that you're never what about his voice and his laugh because i well, mean no. anybody could find that bad um but then he's a baddie, so he's a, he's all right for him to be irritating. Um, and and this this got me again. Like we talked earlier about what what is a King Corbin? What's what's a Monday Night Messiah? What what's his goal? What what is Seth Rollins' end game here? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. It seems like people that are happy to sort of want, just wander around, saying how good they are. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing. That's a wrestling thing. Um, but he was the architect last time I saw him. And in fact, like, wasn't he the good guy a couple of months ago against Bray Wyatt when they kept turning the, the place red? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? And then I think he was a bad guy soon after that. But but then you could say the same about Daniel Bryan. Last time I saw it, he was a bad guy. Yeah. So... Just switching it around. I, I originally gave when when I thought that the uh, the match had ended with the DQ, um, I, in honour of Kevin Owens, I, I gave it a rating of one visit to the zoo when all the animals are sick. Um, but when they restarted it um, for the dive off the sign alone, 
uh, I raised it to 1.5 whatevers. Right, okay. Um, the dive was very, very good. good. And apparently Kevin Owens was planning to find some way of diving off the real ship in the stadium um, and was disappointed when he couldn't do that. So he said that was the <laughs> least he could do. The least I can do? Yeah. I mean, I could think of a lot le- a lot less. But... Yeah, well, we saw that in the Baron Corbin match. Didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. We saw a lot less. Yeah. Um, then we got, I suppose, what, what should be the, the main event, although there was a match after this. Um, match after this um <laughs> so we had the universal title match which was the champion goldberg you know good old billy g yeah yeah um yep. against braun Strowman, a man who Sami Zayn had spent 20 minutes earlier in the show saying how he'd, he'd lost the intercontinental title to uh to Sami Zayn. um turns out when you lose the intercontinental title you get a universal title match i didn't know it worked yeah. like that um, but well, I mean, it wasn't that, supposed quite, to be Strowman, was it? I, that's how it's worked for a long time. Yeah. Somebody's been an Intercontinental Champion. They've decided, oh, actually, we want um, we want them to be at the top now. So they take the Intercontinental title off them. Yeah, it's rarely happened. do they do it so so quick. But I think their hand was forced uh, by Roman Reigns' uh, compromised uh, immune system. Yeah. Um, and so instead. We got uh, Braun Strowman versus Billy Goldberg. Um, yeah. For and uh, I mean, it was everything I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, but it, still, for fuck's sake. It was two minutes long. What it was, was, in was it though? What was it? It was like Look. I'll do some of my moves and then you do some of your moves and then we'll call it a day. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what it was. Um, yeah, it didn't make lots of sense, but it didn't outstay its welcome either. So, no, the fact that it was short was a mercy. Um, yeah, and definitely. and there's a there's a thing on uh on on night two where they they begin the uh the other world title match, um and the, there are eight minutes left in the pay per view, um when oh, they yeah. do that, and it's kind of that's the the one good thing about having shit champions like this. The, the the title matches are mercifully short. Yeah. But now they've got Braun Strowman as their universal champion. Well, you know, he got to got to pick up the championship on the biggest show of the year. He did. Uh, and and being universal champion means that he's he's uh he he's uh, applicable to all other championships as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like a universal remote control. Yeah, he could just recall them at any time. Yeah, if he wants. Yeah, but I, I, I proudly gave this a one star rating. I thought that proudly was all it did it. Yeah. Um, cool. So then we got one uh, star. One. Yeah. Wait a minute. Sorry, just quickly. One. One star. Well, it was one. You not got one, a funny. It was just one for fuck's sake. But okay, all right. There you go. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and then we got to the final match. Um, one of the matches that I was particularly looking forward to from this weekend uh, because I expected it to be stupid. Um, and it it was. Uh, it was the Boneyard match. Uh, I don't know if yep. it was. Is it a match? Was it a match? Did a bell ring well, at any point? 
No, well, there wasn't a referee, was there? No. And it, it, it kind of, it did end by burial. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Also, who calls it a boneyard? What? Yeah, I couldn't work out what that was supposed to be. Um, Is it one of those yeah, things I'm where, sure. you know, that, that they won't say hospital, they say medical facility. Um, so, will they not say graveyard or cemetery? Well, also, there were angles that they were shooting from that revealed that they were not gravestones, that they were pie. Like, no. <laughs> I, saw, I saw at least a couple of shots where you could see, like, the wooden boxes that they'd manufactured to put the gravestones on top of. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, what this was, was uh, it had Jeremy Borash written all over it. Um, who was the mm-hmm. man who did all the, the broken Matt Hardy stuff in, in TNA and now works uh, down in Florida for, for NXT, I think. Um, so you had kind of a horror setting uh, in a graveyard. Um, so, of course, The Undertaker turns up as Biker Taker. Well, I mean, like, I was going to say that there's a logic to it, but I think like there was a story logic to it in that, He'd been doing the Undertaker thing, the gothic Undertaker, and AJ had been saying he's passed it and he wants an old Undertaker back or whatever. So he just brought back a different version. I think it was fine. There was a point where um, in in the build-up, apparently uh, AJ Styles said he was he was bringing the the OC uh, with him, um, the original club, uh, rather than yeah. the. Uh, the, Und- rather than the mid the, team rather drama. Than the, oh, okay. I thought it was uh, the original club rather than the uh, biscuit and raisin club or the no. uh, mint the mint club. The original no, I was, club. I was talking about the heartfelt story of a boy from the wrong side of the tracks finding redemption with uh, a new family and the the troubles okay. that that they experienced despite having uh, a, an ordinary um, upbringing. Uh, just goes to show we're all we're all human um, and I do miss that show um, but yeah because AJ Styles had said he, he'd have the OC with him uh, Gallows and Anderson and the Undertaker mm-hmm. said well he, he didn't mind he might have friends of his own and at one point I, I did think that we might get you know how like they did the three faces of Foley yeah I thought we might get like we'd get like the original Undertaker well, then we then we'd get Biker Taker then we'd get do you remember that bit where he was a weird mixed martial artist for a bit yeah Oh, well, I suspected we were going to see Kane. Yeah. Like, it would make sense. And also, I think maybe they booked Kane because they had those, those like, the explosive fire right, things yeah. rigged up. And that's not really part of the Undertaker's thing, is it? Sometimes he shoots lightning, but he never yeah. makes fire just appear. Um, well, he did, he did get set on fire once and then ascend to heaven. Yeah, yeah, when he was in the casket. But I'm just saying, yeah. he, he's never been... He's never been the one who can control fire uh, um, of the two brothers. Um, yeah. And the, there was another bit that um, I would have I would have done completely differently and obviously better um, was a bit where um, where the, all the druids came out and surrounded the undertaker. Um, yeah. I would have had them uh, pull back the hoods to reveal the likes of Kamala giant gonzalez um, <laughs> and you know everybody that he ever time. beat yeah all the all the old freaky weird kind of supernatural i think jake the snake might have been busy oh i thought yeah. you meant just everybody he'd beaten at wrestlemania 
Well, no, just like the the weird kind of supernaturally type uh, boogeyman and and all that kind of thing. And it, even if you couldn't get the original people who played them, because some of them are quite frankly dead, um, you could have just got people pretending to be them, um, which would have been, you know, to me hilarious. But I can see how <laughs> other people may have may have found it a bit cheap. Well, but, so you know, here's the thing: they weren't going for hilarious, were they? No. Um, I mean, they, they the did aim. hit hilarious, they did, but yeah. they weren't going for it. Um, yeah. I, I thought, you know what, despite everything, it was so different um, to anything WWE usually do. Um, it yeah. was very similar to the kind of the final deletion and total nonstop deletion stuff. Um, but in terms of WWE, I think they did uh, one where... Um, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy went to a, a weird kind of shack no, place, Bray- didn't they? And Randy Orton. Orton. Yeah. But um, because yeah. it was so different and so self-contained and and, and just fun, um, I, I gave it five goofy stars. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Um, I did, yeah. It was very silly. I was watching it online with um, with my pal John um, and his... Uh, his internet, well, not his internet, I don't know, something cut out so that he couldn't watch the end of it. So I had to explain it to him. Right. Um, that was that was weird. Because <laughs> I'd be like, oh, yeah, he's just just thrown AJ off the roof. Uh, he's gone down and got him. He keeps, um, keeps calling him boy. Uh, and then he's like, oh, I'm not going to bury I'm not going to bury you. Oh, I'm not going to bury you. Oh, he's going to bury him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The Undertaker uh, drove a tractor. He did. He got in his little uh, dump truck um, and dropped some conveniently placed dirt on top of AJ, who's dead now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, the Undertaker jumped on his bike and drove off. And Gallows and Anderson were still around somewhere, so they probably came out and dug him out. No, they were dead. They killed them. Uh, They were just waiting. He threw one of them off a roof. Yeah, yeah, he got thrown off a roof, but so did AJ, and he was fine yeah. enough to get thrown in a hole, wasn't he? So they were probably oh. like just nursing, nursing their wounds, licking their wounds, yeah, um, waiting, waiting for the Undertaker to leave. They were like, "Joe, you know I've had enough of him. I'm not going to get involved anymore." <laughs> I saw a still uh, from the end of this of AJ's hands sticking out of the grave, and uh, I thought that had been like a carry moment. Where, like, right, right. He, it's had a thrust out, but no, it's just the Undertaker. And somehow, well, done. yeah, he was six feet down, but somehow his arm was long enough to be, to well, be stuck he hadn't, out. He hadn't, he hadn't filled the grave up. It was just one load of dirt, right. wasn't it? Yeah. But they'd done exactly that like image with the Undertaker in the past where he'd been buried and he'd thrust his hand up through the dirt as they went off the air, I think. Yeah. And um, um, AJ Styles was 43 years old. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, also, particularly weird for me, um, because AJ Styles kept calling The Undertaker Mark Calloway, um, yeah. The Undertaker kept calling AJ Styles Alan. Alan, yeah. Yeah. Come on, Alan. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> this is something you never want to hear. The Undertaker going, come on, Alan. Come on, Alan. Yeah. But overall... Um, I thought it was it was a decent three hours. At past time, there was some absolute shit. Uh, there was some really good stuff. Um, well, I, I think overall, 
maybe two and a half stars. I mean, you know, I did back go in the into middle. This, I went into this with zero expectations. Yeah. I was hoping to be entertained, and I got entertained. So that's the bare minimum I wanted, I think. And it was unique. It was like, you know, WWE tried to do a couple of things that they wouldn't do normally. Um, I still think, and this applies to AEW as well, I still think they're suffering from the fact that they're trying to pretend that it's an arena. Like, yeah. Let's, let's get away from that. Let's not even mess about that we're in an arena. Like, just make it a studio somehow. Um, and at least WWE, like, it very obviously wasn't a huge arena that they were in. No. Um, and they, were, they weren't doing fireworks and stuff like that. Um, they had some lasers, which are cool. Yeah, um, the 3D, 3D lasers. Yeah, they had the weird 3D um, augmented reality. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, like, I, I don't think, I don't think anybody's like managed to improve upon their existing product in in you know under these circumstances. But I think like they put their they put oh, I don't want to say even that they put their best foot forward because they can always do better. But um, I don't think they it was an embarrassment. I've watched worse WWE shows. I tell you that. Yeah. Um, in front of crowds. In front of crowds. In front of hundreds of thousands of people. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, I think that's the best use of The Undertaker in a while. Uh, not in the ring. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll watch the next part tonight. Yeah. And, and as a, I, I don't know if I said that on the podcast or before we started recording. You've got the, the best and the worst of, of the weekend to come on no. night two. Um, at least in, in in my opinion, and I, I think other people kind of uh, have shared that. Um, and also look out for the one, um, hopefully uh, unintentionally massively tasteless moment. Um, but perhaps oh, okay. we'll talk about that uh, when we get there. But uh, yeah, what else have you been up to? You been up to anything else apart from watching WWE? Um, I've been making my videos, so that's yeah. Still I haven't watched on. your latest one yet. Chris, right. I'm worried about you. Um, yeah. You know, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I, I am. Intrigued but concerned. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, so I'm doing that. Um, yeah, not a whole lot else, really. No. How about you? Still writing. Um, so still writing. Uh, currently finishing off uh, my retrospective on the wrestling career of the Insane Clown Posse. Um, that's been a, a hell of a story found out that mm-hmm. uh, in the course of that that Shaggy 2 Dope released a solo album called Fuck the Fuck Off Motherfucker what a dickhead I, know, I quite like it though um, I did some pictures anyone who's been on the Facebook group will see that I, I drew some some cartoons of, of wrestlers it's a bit nerve wracking knowing that a, a couple of the wrestlers that I was drawing pictures of were actually in the group and would get to see them <laughs> Um, particularly as I, I, I don't draw women very well. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was particularly worried about that. Um, well, but, as long as you didn't draw them with some of the usual comic book tropes, I think you'll be no, okay. No, um, I was particularly proud of my drawing of Nick Gage. Uh, I might send right, that to okay. him. Um, he seems to like that. Um, he, he's, he thinks that the Queen is a, a, a member of the MDK gang now. I don't know if you've seen <laughs> that. 
I presume no, somebody I mocked that. up. Somebody mocked up a picture of the Queen doing a, right. a speech on Sunday and had her dress uh, be a Nick Gage T-shirt. Right, and okay. um, I, I think he thinks that might be real and doesn't know who the Queen is. <laughs> Um, as always with Nick Gage, you know, he, he walks a fine line between uh, being thick as shit and being knowingly cool. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's it's best not to know which side of the line he falls on. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All so right, watch night two and then we'll get yeah. back together. Maybe see if we can get a special guest on to share their thoughts as well. And then um, mm-hmm. we'll try and do something about this film that's out on netflix yeah yeah and then after that chris it will be our 150th show oh my days okay now for our 100th show we did we asked for like questions didn't we and and a long q a yeah so perhaps we should do that for the 150th as well yeah okay yeah let's try and do that see if people are interested yeah Um, and we'll mark mark that particular milestone uh, with our pointless opinions on everything. Yeah. All right then, mate. I'm going to go to the shops. I get an ice cream. I need to get some. Yeah, I might do that. I need to get some packing tape because I've got a pack and move house in the middle of all right. of this. So. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm on the lookout for. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I keep forgetting this is a podcast and not just a telephone call that I'm making while wandering <laughs> around. Um, so join us next time when we conclude WrestleMania 36. Um, but for now, go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills that we climbed, where the seasons out of time. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun of the world, let me be the starfish on the beach.